Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Live now. Um, episode 158, uh, friend of the show, guest of the show, longtime host, guest host, guest, guest, guest of and the show. And number one fan. Number one. Just kidding. Well, I don't I really say, listen yeah, to any stop. of them, actually. I don't think you listen to anything. <laughs> You're definitely not the number one number of fan. Um, but uh, today we have Meg Whedon. Uh, she's been on before, an old hat at this. Um, we got a big match coming up this week uh, on Saturday. And me and Meg have, I think the last, what, two years? You Were were you involved in the first year? Yes. You were a caddy. But were you? I wasn't like, I wasn't involved to like help plan anything. I think I just like promoted it. And you caddied. So that so year one for the kids charity golf classic, um, which I think we actually called the charity golf classic, even though it was the first year. Uh, me and Matt played last year. We expanded it. Meg was very involved on running that aspect. Uh, we did a lot of planning, and that was fun. But that was weird because last year we had uh, COVID, so I don't even know. Did we ever plan on canceling that or no? No, <laughs> I don't think we ever planned on canceling. But we started a little bit late, I think, because we didn't. I think we were prepared for it to not happen. But at that point in time, things were starting to shut down again because it was the fall. Right? And But golf was still a thing. Like, you could still go... Like, all the tournaments were still happening. Yeah. So that's why I think we weren't worried that it wasn't going to happen. Like, we weren't worried it wasn't going to happen. Yes. Yeah, I think last year a couple people wore masks here and there, and then a lot of it was, I think at that point, like the vaccine wasn't out, but most people, I think at that point, were the cases were extremely low when we did it, like like going into yeah. the fall, at least in Clinton County, and uh, yeah, we had, I mean, it worked out good last year. Um, moving from the format of one v one, which was fun, me and Matt playing the first year was fun, but it was obviously like not as fun as a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got 16 players last year, which the fact that we got to the last match last year or last match, we lost my team lost by basically a half a point. Um, it was the closest we could get without being a tie and a tie. We would have won. Cause that's the way the record or the, the format is If the, the tie goes to the winner or the previous year's winner. Um, uh, same thing they do in a Ryder cup. So this year, Matt and Ryan's team, would win the tiebreaker. But we expanded out to 24 players this year. So now we have a full squad, 24 players. That means the winning team has to win. They have to win 12 points. We have to win 12 and a half to end up winning the whole thing. Um, I believe this, like what's your mindset going into this year, Meg, compared to last year? Um, If you ask me like four days ago, I was just like, oh, it's happening next week. But now, (laughs) now I'm hyped. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) <laughs> um are are you uh what what's your favorite what's your favorite part of this tournament um megan strong's shit talk game 
That's my favorite. That was not where I thought you were going thing. with that, but yes, yeah. Meg, Meg, uh, Meg Strong is the greatest trash talker of all the players. Um, um, but in reality, my favorite part is I don't know the morning, like last year, the morning of when everybody was rolling up, because also we got there before they even opened the gates last year, um, and. So like sitting there and it's it's like fall so it's all exciting because it's like kind of cold out and everybody rolling up like car by car and it was the first time we'd all like we didn't get together prior to that nor this year did we you know what I mean like it's not like we had all the guys together in one moment so I guess that was the first time everybody actually got there and that was like that was also my favorite part of like when I used to do events or like skating shows or anything is like actually day of like everybody's getting here oh my gosh Morning like jitters yeah well we didn't see anybody up to that point either yeah i mean it was like COVID, so like a lot of those people i was like i haven't seen you in months yeah. or almost a year yep. um yeah i remember the morning of you and i i think were the first two there and alec Adenha rolling in hot like yeah. two minutes later yeah. and everybody up to this point or it since was that- alec and then like Debus and then uh varga that was like the the original early yeah. morning crew and um that was at f- Ryan Lee get there on time this year. <laughs> Ryan, I, was about to, I literally was about to say Ryan Lee was last. We knew that. Um, Ryan's captain this year, so we're gonna say that Ryan's gonna show up at like six o'clock this year and just be like, I, I'm not gonna be last this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think the morning. I always get excited. I think when I get the most, the most excited about the whole thing, like the players getting committed is fun because then we start to figure out who's actually playing mm-hmm. but i think it really picks up once we establish teams yeah and i think once we have the teams down i get a level of excitement then i get a level of excitement when the matches are picked because then you know exactly who you're playing and that's when the shit starting talk really starts because you know you're on a certain team but then once you know who you're playing i find that the the buy-in from the players gets very strong when they know who they're playing so like i've been getting texts from people i've been getting Guys asking like opinions, guys like telling me, like giving me scouting reports on other players that they've been playing <laughs> with. Um, a lot of them have been tr- uh, making treks up to um, North Country because we're playing. Well, we're people that don't know we've moved from the barracks to North Country this year. And I know a lot of players that don't play there too often have been making like regular trips up to practice, uh, which is kind of cool. And then, which in future years, I want to like capture those moments somehow for media. Like, I want. Like if Nick Dodd's going up there, I want Nick Dodd to take a selfie video and be like, hey, this is Nick Dodd playing for Team Trombley, um, getting a practice round in with Robbie Knowles. You know what I mean? Like I want like that kind of stuff for next year. You know what we could call it? I know this sounds like cheesy, but like next year, you just said like road to the cup, road to the tournament. Like we pick like little like, yeah. make like a little quick like, hype documentary around one person maybe they're a rookie maybe they've been there a couple of years and just kind of see them I, I like that idea yeah a lot of this is like the outreach of it and writing think, it down in our google doc for next year <laughs> roads to the cut we'll come up with a better name but i like the i like the the pre you work your way up you get some stuff um you kind of generate that buzz a little bit um alec played up there yesterday nick dodd played up there yesterday brady played up there yesterday me and Ryan have gone up a few times. Um, I know Jeff Stitz played there. We have a few guys that just play up there regularly. 
um, Bryce and Mike, they play there regularly. So they clubs, shoes, snowballs, two pairs of socks is, is the my, very is last that... thing in our <laughs> Wait, Google what, what Drive. What was the third one? Snow what? Snell balls. Oh, snell golf balls. Yeah. And then, so everybody, we have a shared Google Doc between Galen and I, which is where we keep all of our notes for this thing. And it looks like Galen has a checklist for himself. It's my laundry list. <laughs> it literally is my day of. I put two pairs of socks. So my shoes aren't waterproof, so they always get wet. So in case it's wet. Why don't you have waterproof shoes? Because I bought light, like breathable shoes. And my shoes get, I've, I've had to put them in the, um, I've had to wash them probably weekly since I've, uh, this year, because I go in the morning and it's really wet. Well, maybe let's get some waterproof. I'll get some waterproof, but I, that's why I bring multiple pairs of socks. So that's why I put two socks. But yeah, I have, I have basically all my, like what I need to bring that day. So I don't like screw up like my end. Cause we always bring like all the stuff, but then I actually play. I find the hardest thing for me though, playing is like actually focusing on playing. Cause my mind's usually going a million miles an hour with all the other stuff going on that day. But we, we typically, by the time the tournament starts, like it's, we don't miss a lot of stuff. Mm-mm. Like I'll give us ourselves credit. We actually do a lot. Where well, we... and like day of too. Like I always, like you and I, and like I'm sure the other guys too, we're like already taking mental notes for next year, like while it's happening. Oh, absolutely. So I think that's the other thing too. The new well, the new venue is going to be nice because we can do a lot. There's a lot more space this year, and it's, I think it's set up a little nicer. Yeah. Um, and we do have a lot of people, so I think that you know we're trying to. The hard part last year, which I really focused on, was more making the tournament good. So when we had everybody that showed up, it wasn't like people were going up and then complaining that we didn't have our like our shit together. It was like, hey, tournament was well run. It was competitive. It was fun. Like whatever the mind, you know, the vision these people had, it actually came out perfect. And that was where I put most of my focus last year. This year was like, okay, we just have to redo some stuff, but we know what we want. We yeah. kind of have the general flow. We know, you know, who we're getting. We know when we're getting it. We know, you know, we need this. We need scorecards. We need a scoreboard. We need shirts. We need the, you know, things that make it an event. I think every year we tweak it. Like this year, we talked about doing like player interviews, and we've talked about doing a little more like kind of setup on certain things. Where I think that's gonna be able to allow us some good posts content and i think also day of content through social media i think that people if you follow like adirondack young professionals you're going to be able to see at least kind of a snapshot of what's going on because we're going to have you know members there kind of filming and documenting the day a little bit so um people can kind of get there and i'm sure enough people know about it enough players have talked about it i think that we have a little bit of a, a following the day of just people that will be kind of buzzing in kind of seeing the updates and Shall we run through a list of the players? Uh, yeah. The do you do you pod? have? Oh, you have the doc, right? I have all the stats. I can run through it all. Do you run through it all? Okay. What, what's your What's your formal title? Do we ever give you one? What do you want to be called? Boss. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. boss. This is boss. Boss giving us the rundown. <laughs> all right. So obviously Galen Trombley with Kavanaugh Realty um, is the captain of. Team Trombley. Do you want me to run through the two teams individually? Let's do that. Uh, do the, do my team, assistant captain, and then run through the players, and we'll do the opposite. Excellent. Okay. So, Galen Trombley, captain. Co-captain, Jared Burns with Donlin Wealth Management. Up next, we have Alec Odenha with New York Life Insurance. Um, Bryce Hansen with Northern Insuring. Uh, Mike Rao, also with Kavanaugh. Brady Channel with Adirondack Helping Hands. Uh, Nick Dodd is with the ARC. Scott Coda is with GSK. 
Heath Andre is the owner of Lake Champlain Sanitation. Casey McLean is with Hickok and Boardman, insurance also. Um, Adam Robert is with Clute Wealth Management. And Jason Bowens is with Global Foundries. So that's Team Trombley Burns. Next up, we have Team Craig Lee. Obviously, Matt Craig. Um, Open Gate Farmstead. Uh, Ryan Lee is with Hickok and Boardman Insurance as well. Forrest Edwards is with No Tax. Jeffrey Stitt is with the Department of Justice. Meg Strong, SUNY Plattsburgh. Uh, Dave Carpenter, Liquor and Wine Warehouse. Gotta switch slides here. Mr. Wade Whedon with Mobile One Lube Express Plattsburgh. Robbie Knowles is with Saranac Central School. Adam Scarf is 518 Gadget Fixes. Um, Russ Merrill is with Courier Staffing. Nicholas Bracey with Niles Bracey PLLC. And last but not least, our title sponsor, Mr. Dave Courier with Courier Staffing. So that is the rundown. Um, day of, we will have Miss Hannah Wilson, Ellie Gent, Barrett Miller, and myself on the media. Yeah, it's, I, we got a good squad this year. We got a huge crew. Um, I, I'm most looking forward. So we have the matches picked out, which do you have the matches too, Meg? Yeah. Listed. Um, so, so we'll talk about the players first and we'll start, start talking about the matches. So the players, um, we have, I believe like a mixture of people that are returning. We have quite a bit. Who's a rookie. Who's rookies this year on that? For rookies, we have, there's quite a few. I want to say maybe seven or eight. Robbie Knowles, Russ Merrill, Dave Courier. Wade Whedon, David Carpenter. Um, Nick Dodd. Uh, Jason Bowens. Casey McLean. Adam Robert. Heath Andre. Bryce Hansen. Brady Channel. That's it. That's that's half the field. That's yeah. 12. Because we had... What did we do last year? We had 16. 16 guys and Meg. Um, or 16 players. Yep. Meg and then... Wood. How many? We had two from last year that couldn't return. Does that make sense? No. Total, we have. Well, Steve. Four. We must have four. Steve O and Steve O couldn't go. That's why we have a, a odd number. But we replaced him with Brady. Which who's new? So that's why we have seven. Yeah. And not yeah, like right. an even number. Yeah. So we. Uh, yeah, there was a few players from last year that couldn't make it just with. Uh, yeah, just think just and scheduling. Joel. Joel. Was it just jo- the three of them? Joel, Craig, Amel, and Steve-O. That's four. Okay, yep. So those are the four that didn't make it. But all of them pretty much said they would do it. It's just scheduling conflicts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make it. So, um, yeah, so out of, 16, out of the 24 players, the fact that half of them are rookies, half are, have been like done it before, which is cool. And I think that's going to be a good – there's a good age bracket because I think our youngest is like basically like 21, 22, 23. Well, it would probably... Kind of in that age range? Would it be Wade or would it be Jason? Those are the youngest? Yeah. What about Meg? I think they're both... Wade is 23. I think Jason's also 23. And I want to say Meg is... She I don't know how old she is. Um, so 23 and I think our oldest is just like probably high 40s. Coda, Coyer... Yeah, kind of in that range. So we got we got about a twenty year gap, but it's it's a pretty good. Uh, it's fun though. We have a good good group. Um, I think 
Competition-wise, we have some players that are very good. We have some. Meg's a 97, so she's 24. 24. Um, so, yeah, 23 is our youngest. and Let's say 47, yeah. somewhere in that range. So we have, um, and, and I think from a player perspective, we have some good players. Bryce Hansen, very good. Mike Rao, very good. Nick Dodd, very good. Um, I mean, there's some like single, like low single-digit guys, and then we have players that have kind of just started recently playing. Uh, the cool thing is, though, with the handicap, it really neutralizes everybody. We did it last year, and it ended up being one point. So. Yeah, I, I was talking to Wade last night, and he was like, okay, so wait, how does this work? So I I ran through like his situation, basically. I'm like, okay, round one, you're going to play this style with this person against this person and this person. You know what I mean? So I like went through all that with him, and he's he's excited. So. Yeah, so so for people that don't know, four, so our first matches or six matches, we play four ball, which the idea is that if there's me and a partner play two other people. I, we all play our own ball. Say one team gets a par and a bogey. One team gets, let's say, a par and a double bogey. Take all the handicaps in. So maybe the double bogey gets a stroke and now they're down to a bogey, whatever. You take the best two scores of your partners against each other. So if it's just, if you tie, obviously it's a square, whatever. That's how you play. The second nine is alternate shots. So me and a partner alternate shots. So I hit the drive. They hit the second shot. I hit the third shot, vice versa. And you play match play, which means you don't actually have to, we don't count the total score. We just count each individual hole as its own little like whole match. And then the last nine is singles, meaning that I would play directly 1v1 against a player from the opposite team. And there's, I don't actually have a partner in that match. Um, but the way, again, with the handicaps is we did the scorecards up. So like every single player, it's very easy to follow. Like you get a scorecard. If you know if you have a yellow box, you're basically getting a score. Put, if you put a six on that, but it's yellow, it means you actually get a five. Like you get to one stroke drop relative to the other player. Um, Wade, do you have them automatically do that? What do you mean? Or do you have them put in their actual score? Actual score. You have, and I got to explain that for the rules. Yeah. You have to put in your gross score. Because last year guys were kind of, I mean, we still got the same score, but people were doing the math. I'm like, I don't need that. I just need, give me your gross. Mm-hmm. And then we run through the scorecard. I just, track every yellow fact, we take. Yeah. yeah. So we all, we can do the score. Do you have um, that in your notes to go over in the rules specifically? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so it just gross over net. Um, but the net would be the score. Wade is actually playing with, I was talking, so last week I had Alec, Robbie, Knowles, and Nick Dodd on. And they're all good buddies and all they play a lot of golf together. And, kind of, you know, it's fun. And Rob's not on our team. Nick and Alec are on my team. So we were trash talking Rob pretty good. But Rob is playing with Wade against Nick and Adam Robert in a match. And it's it's uh, the alternate shot. Mm-hmm. They both add up to twenty five handicaps. So that is actually so a straight dead, up. Yeah, it's a dead. There's nobody. I was doing. actually looking at Wade's setup, and he typically is pretty evenly matched. I would say, with, with just two, his uh, handicaps and like who he's playing with and against. Oh, Let's see. yeah. Wade so, plays with David Carpenter. They have the same handicap. Casey McLean and Adam Robert, and then he plays with Robbie Knowles against Nick Dodd and Adam Robert, and then against Nick Dodd. So that one will be the only. What's his first match? He's with who? With Carpenter, David Carpenter, Casey against Casey McLean and Adam Robert. So Casey and so the way that would work, Casey is giving both Wade and um, yeah. David eight strokes based on the hardest eight holes. So it ends up he's probably getting about four strokes on the nine, mm-hmm. and then Adam would actually probably get he's going to get ten over eighteen. So probably ends up being around five. Because you still get strokes against, like the way they barricade up without getting too complicated. So your lowest player always plays 
gets zero strokes and everybody gets strokes. For those who don't know golf that are listening, if you still are, here we go. If you suck at golf or you just suck more than your opponent, your opponent has to give you strokes. So like that's what a handicap is called. It's a way to neutralize. Yes. So, like, my handicap, like, I would actually get smoked by Bryce Hansen. Luckily, he's on my team. But Bryce would give <laughs> me strokes. So then, in theory, my score and his score could be comparable, at least for scoring purposes. If you're playing normal match. It basically gives every player the opportunity to play better than they normally do, but gives them the cushion to play their average game at the same time. Yes, and it allows... It allows us to take many different skill levels and put them all in the same tournament and have it be legit. Yeah. Like, if we just put it, in like, straight up, like, you're never going to, like, you know, a Heath Andre at a 40 handicap is never going to be, you know, uh, Ryan Heath, Lee. Heath could, like, hit the ball two feet, like, six times and still, like, hang with a Ryan Lee or, you know, whoever. Yeah. Like, that's the point. Yeah. and it, So it still makes it fun for the people that don't get out all the time or that are just starting or... You know, it, and the, the fun thing is, no matter how good you are or how bad you are, everybody like every match has the same weight on it. So you look at someone, even if they're bad golfers, like, did you beat like the two best golfers? Because you still have the stroke. So like every match is important. So it's not like, yeah. you're not like, ah, that match sucks. So like, we don't care about like those two guys that aren't that good are going to get smoked. Like in score wise. Yes. But when you put the handicaps, it's going to come down to like, like they could easily win. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's what I think is the most fun. Because last year. We try to figure out, like, okay, how do we get the players? How do we get the buy-in? Because one, it was our first year doing it, and I've never run a tournament, and at least from a golf perspective. And I had, a, obviously, a blueprint from, like, the actual Ryder Cup, uh, but it involved a lot of buy-in from the players. Like, the players went and showed up and, like, weren't competitive. It, it loses a lot of, like, its flair. Yeah. It was the exact opposite. Like, everybody was competitive last year, and it was funny. 90% of the 90, 90%. I would say 90% were competitive. 90% for 90% of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and over, overall, it was good. And I think this year, though— And that affected the draft— A little bit. This year. Yeah, because like, that's the, the thing, too. The more competitive is, players, not even the better players, but the more competitive players were picked sooner in the draft because— the captains remembered them from last year as just being really involved or like really good fundraisers last year too got picked. Well, and that's the thing this year too is that we opened it up where the buy-in was more, but the ability to fundraise and get in was more, which at the end of the day, we're raising money for children's charity. So we talk about the golf. We focus on the golf because that's like the day of stuff, but the golf takes a day. You know, you have bragging rights, whatever, but at the end of the day, we're, we are raising a lot of money. It's for the kids. Yeah, you for the kids. So we punchline every time. And last year we raised five grand. I think, I don't know how we're doing this year, but I would think that we're going to be higher than we were last year. Um, I know from at least just I haven't looked just straight up like entry fees is going to get us a lot this year, and then it's going to be so much morning of. Well, that's it. A lot of it comes in the morning of. We typically get some that trickle in a couple days later. Like during the day too, we'll sometimes get you know people watching our live or watching you know see a post and they'll like send us like fifty bucks on Venmo or whatever. We got um, got a lot of new businesses involved this year, which is really exciting. And I'm, I'm um, once I have an, a tally at the end of the day, I'm going to – I'd like to do a shout-out to the guys that fundraise the most, which is going to be at this point, unless somebody comes in with, like, just a steamroll that I haven't even heard of, it's probably going to be Nick Dodd and Adam Scarf were the two best. Adam was best last year. Yeah, no question. By far. Actually, when you did the banner and you showed me, there's got to be 15 – 
businesses on that, which... Yeah, should we go over those? You can go over those. Those are the ones, those are our main ones, at least right now. I know some players have gotten private donations, like you'll have family that might yeah. throw in some money, but I mean, it's all going to the same place, so it's all... So, you want me to hold it for on you? our official, that's no, fine, um, sponsor banner here provided by Yipes. Yipes Auto Accessories and Graphics. Shout yeah. out Jack Hefgott. Hefgott? Hefgott. Hef, with, with an F. Yeah. Um, okay. Sponsors for 2021. Obviously, Courier Staffing is our title sponsor. He's on the banner. He's on the shirts. We're going to have a cool backdrop. We're going to do um, interviews for the players, which I'm super excited about. And he's playing. And he's playing. He's dusting off the clubs. And has another employee, uh, Russ Merrill. Okay. So Mobile One Lube Express, obviously with Wade Whedon. Uh, Cut Loose Salon uh, supported Nick Dodd. Um, Hartson Total Opening, which is a door manufacturer here in Plattsburgh. They are with Robbie Knowles. Carrie's Closet is with Adam Scarf. Uh, Liquor and Wine Warehouse is obviously David Carpenter. Uh, the co-op actually supported Nick Dodd, so yay for the co-op. Yeah. Danamora Federal Credit Union is just an overall support of the tournament and pretty much all the Rotarians in the group. There's a lot of Rotarians in this tournament. There are. We should get a Rotarian picture. Maybe maybe Bonnie can... will post it for us. Who? Bonnie. I, I uh, Yeah, I can actually get in that one this year. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, Niles Bracey, PLLC, Attorneys at Law, obviously Nick Bracey, and then, of course, Megan Strong. Um, pour your true value, um, I believe was Nick Dodd. Uh, no tax is Forrest Edwards. Uh, Maggie Insurance Agency, uh, I think that's Robbie Knowles. Um, Bigor Supply, I also think was Robert Knowles. Uh, Marty's Carpet was Nick Dodd. Kavanaugh Realty, obviously, was Galen. Hickok and Boardman threw us some money. Um, that would be Ryan Lee and Casey McLean. They both work there. Um, and obviously Jack with Yipes. And then we have more. Um, Plattsburgh Housing Outlet gave oh, nice. some money uh, to Alec. Um, they just missed the, uh, the banner The banner cutoff. But um, to anybody who wants to donate in the meantime, um, we obviously will be posting everybody's logos and everything on our socials. So please feel free. Um, you can Venmo Adirondack Young Professionals. Um, you can send a check. Uh, to Adirondack Young Professionals. Again, we just we just flood it through ADKYP. Um, you can also just reach out to Galen, myself, Ryan Lee, Jared Burns, literally anybody. <laughs> Are you answering? No. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, it should be a good year. I don't know that we're going to... I don't know if we're going to beat our goal. I think so. You got 24 players times 200 bucks. Well, 22 players. 24 players. Yeah, but only 22. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Dave's part of the... Uh, yep. But still, I mean, he's 22. We have some beautiful shirts done by Foster Sports. You know I, what? I mean, that right there, oh. That that's some players' entry fee and Dave. Not counting above and beyond. That's minimum. All right, well... So I think we'll be a little bit higher. We also... Yeah, but... You know what we haven't... Then we have to deduct costs. Yeah, but last year, last year we were able to donate five five grand. So we raised more than five grand because we had a little bit of expenses. It was like five thousand one hundred and forty, I think, is what it was. Um, but where was I going to go with that? So, what would you just ask me? The entry fee. Oh, we haven't even gotten over Mulligans yet. Oh yeah. Last year, how much wow. did we raise last year? 
last year. Was it six? I think it was 600. I think 600 bucks in mulligans. So, okay, this is mulligans in golf mean you get to take a free shot. You screw up a shot, you get to take a free shot. So the way that we added, this was like a little loophole last year, is every player can buy up to two mulligans per nine-hole match. So what happens, we have three. Each player is going to play three separate nine-hole matches. So in theory, each player can buy up to six mulligans, and they can only use them per the nine. So you can't carry them over. You have two. You don't, you don't use them. You lose them. Um, and they're 10 bucks each. So in total, each player could pay up to 60 bucks. Last year, a lot of players paid up to 60 bucks because... Oh, yeah. So the, the mulligans ended up... Again, shout out Jeff Stitt. Um, but the mulligans ended up adding $600. I would assume this year it's going to be higher than that because I plan on getting $60 with mulligans. Yeah, the people that didn't get mulligans last year, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like the biggest, like, it's the biggest, because you're playing scramble. So then all of a sudden you screw up a shot. Like, I can and then at just first it would free drop. Like, the first round, it was the people with the higher handicaps that were getting mulligans. And it's like, guys, it doesn't, like, I'm glad you are, but at the same time, good players, like, why aren't you getting them? Because your people who are getting strokes from you are now additionally getting mulligans. And they're going to help. And the thing is with a lot of those players, if you're a bad player and say you hit a ball off the tee and you're out of bounds and all of a sudden like you could be hitting four, like mulligan back to shot one. And now you're in on the fairway. You just save yourself three strokes. So yeah. like the, the fact that or two strokes, the fact that like we have this as a caveat is there's some gamemanship because you can go in and be like me and my partner have four mulligans. You have none. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge advantage because yeah. like, especially when you're playing like an alternate shot or you're playing uh singles doesn't matter as much because you're not relying on your partner but the first like the foursome like i'm absolutely buying mulligans yeah like you have to because even if you don't if even if you don't use them you're, they're in the bank and if you don't again you're still donating it's so all going to charity can we also um i want to send the rules kind of throughout the week to the group chat like not as like one giant big paragraph but like the important parts like reminder you, there's going to be mulligan opportunity for 10 bucks. Like mm-hmm. just, I don't want to give them like a huge paragraph of information because no one's going to read it. But like on Tuesday, I want to say, Hey, by the way, don't forget this. Or like, like tomorrow I'll be like, Hey, reminder call time seven fifteen or seven, whatever be out well, there. We're going to go over everything. And then another day, just like to keep the guys involved throughout the week. The other thing too is yes, absolutely. But for people that do not have Venmo, they have to bring cash. Yes. So it's like, if you want to get mulligans, like bring 60 bucks in cash. Yeah. Um, or a check if you're 90. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Is that Ryan Lee? Is that um, Jared Burns? Also, I'm talking to Casey McLean right now because he was like, oh my God, I haven't paid you yet. I'm so sorry. All these problems with my Venmo. And I'm like, it's fine. Like nobody's paid me yet. And he goes, you should let everyone know that it's $100 a day late fee. <laughs> Imagine that. Someone comes up and brings 800 bucks a day. Yeah, he goes, oh, I thought it was due on the 10th. <laughs> well, it was, but nobody reads their email. So, nope, okay. so everybody owes an extra $300 as of today. Um, <laughs> imagine that. People just like, so we're actually going to raise 10 grand this year. Um, yeah, so the the matches I'm looking forward to, I think, um, you said you have a list of the matches. Mm-hmm. There's a couple that I was like really You want me pumped. to run through them? Yeah, read through okay. them. So four ball is up first. So this is when you play straight up with your partner. And then when you get done the whole, whoever, whatever team, Craig versus Trombley has the better score wins that hole, right? Mm-hmm. And then whoever wins all, at the end of the day. Because I told Wade that was a scramble with your partner, but that's incorrect. It's incorrect. It's the best. So he, who's he playing with? David? Yep. 
So him and David both play the hole. Whoever has the better score, their score counts. Whoever ah. has the better net score. So if, if Wade gets up and bogeys the first hole and David bogeys, well, they're both the 18 handicaps, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But um, hypothetically, if they both get up, you know, if someone pars and someone bogeys, their team scores a par. But are you having that, them calculate that throughout or you just put them, have no, them so, put their score the whole time and then we figure it out at the end? Correct. So a uh, perfect example. So just because I'm going off, they're playing Casey and Adam. So mm-hmm. they're getting eight strokes. So that means to get the eight hardest holes. Number one, again, I'm not, a, I just remember this because I looked at the scorecards for about two hours. <laughs> Hole number one is, is ranked number nine. So they would not get a stroke in number one. So all four players, um, actually, Adam, Robert would get a stroke on the first hole. So technically, Adam, Casey, Wade, and David would all tee off. And if they all get a bogey on the first hole, Adam Robert would actually win the hole because he is getting a stroke. So his would actually be bogey, net, par. He has a higher handicap than Wade? He's at 20. Oh, okay. So he actually gets one. So David and Wade, if they were 19 handicaps, they would get a stroke on the first hole. They aren't. Number two is the hardest hole in the course. So everybody in that group, Casey plays it like at regular. The three of them all get a stroke. So in that one, if they go par, bogey, Casey pars, Wade pars, David bogeys, and Adam bogeys, that means all three of those guys then go down a stroke. So Wade would actually get par, net birdie, and he'd win the hole because he's getting a stroke. I'm so glad you do that part of this whole thing. Yeah. So, no, I mean, and, and that's the thing. If they, as long as they put gross and just give us a scorecard, yeah. we can figure out the scorecard. And you'll fi- you'll know by the time. I'll, I'll show it to you, but it's super easy. Yeah. So like yellow just means whatever they wrote down, it's one less stroke. And if it's better than all the other ones, they get a point. Um, I'll do you tr- have any scenario? I mean, whoever plays against Heath, right? They He might get two on one hole. Bryce Hansen is playing Dave Coyer in the singles. Oh, my God. Bryce <laughs> is giving Dave two strokes every hole. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Every hole. So what we do is on the scorecard. <laughs> How did that happen? Yellow means you're getting a stroke. Yellow with a black box around it means you're giving two. Dave Hoyer, I went, I literally took a yellow Sharpie all the way across. And then I took the scorecard and I just started like drawing like this and boxing <laughs> it in. Ruler out, yeah. So really the entire round, Bryce, Bryce, is give, Bryce is the best, hand, by handicap is the best one in the field. He is giving strokes to everybody, every round. And no, it kind of sucks to be the best player. Like I'm getting, I'm getting some. Actually, I'm getting strokes almost every hole, every round. I believe. No, actually, uh, and you play so much golf. I know, but it doesn't mean I'm good. <laughs> so me and uh, me and Alec are actually giving Ryan and Stitt strokes in this alternate shot. Wow. But I'm getting strokes in the first match. No. Yes, I am. I'm getting them from Ryan. And then I then I'm playing Ryan in the singles. We had a little little uh, musical chairs there. Uh, Ryan's actually giving me a couple strokes because Ryan's four strokes better than me, so I'm actually going to get two strokes from Ryan. Nice. So my goal I've been trapped. So Ryan, he sent us something. I'm grabbing that, another white claw while you speak. Do you want another one? Yeah, give me the same kind. So Ryan, the other day, you'll appreciate this, Meg. So you can listen as you as you make a run. Um, so there was a meme the other day. We follow a bunch of golf memes because they're funny and. It gives us a nice little lighthearted humor throughout the day. So the other day, Ryan ends up sending a group message to me and Jared, and it's a picture of a guy putting. And the putting uh, was like this slide, like slap shot across the putter. And it says, so he, Ryan's like, oh my God, this guy like putts like me or something. And it says, tag someone that would putt like this. So I ended up clicking on it that Ryan had already sent me, went in the comments, tagged Ryan, and Ryan saw it. 
because now we're just trying to get under each other's skin because now we're like <laughs> into the tournament. So then there was another one. So I saw this little kid, just like dope little kid, just like perfect movement. He's probably like three. I saw that one. So then it also said tag a buddy tag who a would buddy. get beat by yeah. this. So I tag Ryan. <laughs> so so we're just everybody's like kind of lightheartedly just trying to like you know kind of, we're trying we're trying to get in each other's heads now leading up to it because you're like it's it's like the week of the tournament but we're all just like just trash talking people you know yeah. and people are it's like and i think this is the fun is like the build-up and there's a core group that are really into it because they played last year and we're like friends and there's some people like there's some people we have playing that we don't talk to a lot they'll play the day of but i think it by the time like it starts but everybody's been pretty good like i sent everybody a message like hey i just posted all the you know the team stat pages like go ahead and share yours like everybody's been really good about sharing it mm-hmm. And I've actually gotten a lot of attention, like people messaging me or the ADKYP page paying, saying like, hey, do you need more teams for this? And I have to be like, no, sorry, it's a different format. Like it's not a scramble. How like, many of those have you gotten? I've probably I've gotten had... I've two or three of those. I've probably had like six people. Yeah. And... We're getting exclusive. So it's <laughs> invitational basically. So, and the, so do you want to explain the difference between the two, Meg? what our tournament is versus what a normal tournament, why sure. I think ours is best. Okay. So most fundraiser tournaments are a like shotgun scramble style. So like, let's take the chamber tournament, for example. Um, a business will either sponsor a hole or they'll put a team in um, and you have four people. Sometimes your handicap matters. I don't think they actually do. I know the the organizers try to do their best with organizing that, but scramble is just really for fun unless you're really competitive and you want to try and win. But basically, four people play the hole, and every single shot you take the best shot. Um, so, for example, I get asked to golf a lot in these opportunities because I have the ladies' tee advantage and I have a pretty decent drive. So, not to toot my own horn here, but... A lot of times my drive gets used and then someone will hit an iron and I can't hit irons. I'm getting better, but still suck. Um, so let's say I'm playing with Jared, Ryan, and Galen. We might take my drive. We might take Ryan's iron. We might take Galen's chip and we might take Jared's putt. And then you take obviously that score. <laughs> We're not using Jared's chip. We're not using anything with Jared's yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, One time Jared tried to give me a chipping lesson because I asked. I did ask. Um, and it was like this whole big long thing. And then he ended up just completely shanking. Just bad. <laughs> he, never, he, didn't, he, didn't, he was he was 10 feet off the green, never hit the green. Yeah. And it didn't touch the green at all. It went like two feet. But anywho, um, so scrambles are great for new golfers. Um, in the first, I mean, I'm only so many years into my golf career here, but like year one for me, it was nice to go play scrambles because you can play with good people who know the game and can help you. Um, so that's really fun. I would like in time to have an EDKYP straight up um, scramble tournament for people to maybe get into this tournament um, just for fundraising capabilities. It's a lot easier to fundraise for that because you can have so many teams. I think the chamber had like 40 something teams. Some of them have a lot. There's... Of four people, mm-hmm. typically each team. Chamber was um, massive this year. And then you have like games at each hole. So like this year at the chamber tournament, the first hole I rolled up on layer eight had the ball drop that they always do. So you pay five bucks, you pick a ball with a number on it. And then at the end of the tournament, they drop the balls from like one of their little bucket trucks that services the wires and stuff. Um, and like whoever's closest to the pin wins, like, I don't know, 
50-50 of whatever was raised or whatever. So scrambles are a lot of fun. Um, but so what we do, this is a tournament that's typically played with professional golfers. Um, it's typically the U.S. versus the U.K. Europe. Just Europe in general? All of Europe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. You're close. You're good USA there. for the win. But anywho, um, the pros play three different days of 18 holes each of the styles and then add up all the scores after the three days. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit, there's morning and afternoon matches. Oh. So they actually there's 36 holes a day for. Oh God. Okay. So they play holes, a shit ton of golf and 18 holes. And yeah. we only do we do 27. 27 in one day. So we've kind of got like a baby version of it just because we don't have people that are professional golfers and can just play for three days. But um, so it basically gives players who typically either play straight up by themselves or they play in those scrambles just a different format um from an adkyp perspective i really like it because each round you typically are playing with different people um i think my brother is somehow like gonna be riding or whatever playing against somehow adam robert but like he's got a couple different guys each time people get to meet people it's a little bit of a networking thing um but also like, for example, Alec Odnaha was new to the crew last year. I recruited him in um, just as being an old high school buddy. And now he's like, he plays with you and the guys. I played with him probably more than anybody this year. Exactly. So it's just a really nice opportunity for people to meet people, um, to network for business, um, all the good things that ADKYP stands for. Um, and then on top of that, it's, although it's smaller, there's still a lot of between sponsorships and mulligans and buy-in from the players, there's still a good opportunity for fundraising. And a lot of that we haven't even tapped into. Like we don't have whole sponsors yet. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, we put Dave Courier on the t-shirt, but maybe we eventually could put another person on the t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like there's so many more opportunities for us down the line. And then from our seat, it's nice to just grow it every year in that aspect. I, I have a, I got a buddy that, well, actually his tournament's two days after ours. He's been doing it for, I think, almost like 15 years. And I talked to him. I said, how, he said, how much like did you start talking about the tournament? I said, we raised like two grand our first year. He goes, our first year we raised three. And he was telling me the whole story about it. And I've been going down to his tournament the last few years. They raise 30 grand every year. That's crazy. So, and so they raise it for the uh, Albany Children's Hospital. And it's an absolute, it's a fantastic event i love i love going down every year i go down and get to see get to see the guy that runs it and all the people within the organization that i've gotten to know um it's just a fun day and to look at like where we've started out at it's like three grand and five grand hopefully this year maybe you know who knows maybe seven eight grand would be awesome you know we start looking at stuff like that it's like for a tournament that's not i mean it's it's still very new and considering we've only done we did one as a two-person team. We did one during a pandemic, even though we were able to like kind of rally the troops. And this year is our first year kind of, you know, I would say max, well, actually, I'm even going to say is maxing out the, the participants. Um, I think that that's cool. And I think each year, um, as Meg alluded to, we're going to keep it just kind of upping the game every year. If we're and- eventually raising... $30,000, I can't be in charge of the money anymore. You won't be the treasurer. Forrest has to For, do that. Yeah, yeah we won't, you won't be the treasurer. You're it just, stresses you're, me out. You're, you're boss. I'm like, yeah, I can handle like 5K, but other than that. You're, you're like, boss, not treasurer. So yeah. we'll, um, but if we had, yeah, so I mean, we've thought about different ways. And like, again, the cool thing is 
it's not going to be more than tw- like there's a few things that we've discussed that like we will not change like it's going to be 24 players it's going to be Ryder Cup style it's going to be all that all that jazz now we have talked about doing play-ins we've talked about opening it up for qualifying to get in we've talked about other ways to get more people involved but the day of event is going to be a very exclusive amount of people playing an exclusive event in a format that they do not play the rest of the year because again at this point in the year we've all played scrambles all season long and like I found last year was like such a nice everybody bought in because like we don't get to play competitive i was even talking to alec nick and um rob the other day they play a lot of golf i'm like do you guys play this like uh we we don't really play match play they didn't even play in high school they played stroke play in high school so like when you start actually put like besides like maybe the you know you might play a buddy just for fun like if you went out and played and you're still playing strokes well and like the more competitive guys will go out and play like club championships at certain courses but Mm -hmm. like for the most part, there's not really opportunity to play like this. Otherwise. Yeah. And I don't know any that are run like this. I know there's a few, like I know the barracks in North country play like the Champlain cup, which is like they pick teams and they play, but it's like a straight up, like I, they know obviously it's a, a tournament that they play, Yeah, but I know it's not as like, it's not run like what we do. And I think with just adding, they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> they, they just, uh, they, so at, at, adding all the stuff in, I, I just think at the end of the day, um, like, like the shirts, we had shirts last year, team shirts. Like we have shirts. I think the shirts this year are better than last year. Oh yeah. No question. I would. We up. we redid a trophy too. We got a, yeah, like a bigger have, proper trophy. Last year we had like a little like McDonald's toy of a trophy. It's a baby. That's right. We had a baby one. So we have a big, bougie, granite-based. That you can drink out of. That we can drink out of. That was that was Meg's caveat. That was my caveat. Um, yeah, we have cooler shirts. I would eventually like... So the other, other sponsorship opportunity is right now we have Team Trombley, Team Craig. Now it's Team Trombley Burns, Craig Lee. Um... At some point in time, hopefully next year, I would like the opportunity to put it out. So like, so it's Team Kavanaugh Realty. If Kavanaugh wants mm-hmm. to put the money up to be the team sponsor, Dave, it sounds like is still going to be our title sponsor every year. He really likes this event. Um, he's a huge supporter of the United Way. Um, so I would like that eventually. And then with that, we're although we're in red and blue right now, which is a um, traditional Ryder Cup theme, um, I would. You know, it'd be fun to have, obviously, Kavanaugh would be a green team. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, I don't know, Hickok and Boardman wants to put the Navy team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think it would be fun long term to do that kind of stuff. But someone needs to start a cool golf shirt company for bulk because it's so hard to find that makes cool both shirts. Male and female. Male and female bulk shirts that aren't just one color bowling shirts or like I, with a like white stripe down the armpit like nobody cares like i want like something i want something with stripes i want something with stars i want something with polka dots i want something with palm trees i don't know like we want to get fun with it and it's very challenging from my seat to find cool shirts yeah you did a great <laughs> job this year but like i said if we're buying because we typically buy a few female shirts one uh, meg's playing but then for you, we bought a few shirts for the, you know some females that are involved. Um, we've always got well, it's always last two years we've gotten Liz a shirt from yeah. Foyer Staffing. So, um, but I think a lot of it is just um, every year just trying to elevate it, getting it one level, one notch above where we were last year. I think that this year, 
we were able to focus on a few things. We did have a little bit of an expansion. We, I, I think this year we've come up with good ideas that won't be in play this year, yeah. but we thought big enough that will be over the next couple of years. I feel like we plan a year before. So like last year, as the tournament was approaching, so right now it's week mid-ish September week of. We're thinking of shit now where it's like, oh, it would have been so cool to do that this year. We'll put it in the notes for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that when you and Matt played the three clubs versus the full set. Even then we were starting to like, you know, this could be a lot bigger. And the first year you guys pulled it together in like two weeks. But years after that, we usually put a little bit more into it. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I always feel like week of like yeah i'm excited for this round but i'm already excited for next year which is yeah well i think right now too we're thinking a little more clear about it like things are in our head and things are fresh and i feel like this that's week- what i mean like four days ago would you have asked me i would have been like oh shit yeah i gotta <laughs> yeah. get in the google doc and get organized but right now it's like cool it's saturday like i can't wait i'm gonna get up early and get my coffee and <laughs> i'm pumped yeah like i i mean the call is 7 15 i know i'm probably gonna be there Probably by six, six thirty. You know that's. Well, I have to scoop Barrett and Hannah. Ellie's driving herself because she's worried she's gonna wake up late. But so the the media crew is carpooling. Okay. Unless I go to Dave, in which case maybe I'll make Ellie pick Hannah up. We'll see. Um. So either case, I know I'll probably be. I know myself. I'll probably be there early. Um. I think. I think at the end of the day that. Like the day of is really fun as people, like you said, people start coming in, start handing out shirts. Like people are starting to kind of just chit chat and, and there's like jitters for sure. Yeah. Like, and it's funny cause you're starting to play and I mean, you know, everybody, but then when you get there, you're like, God, am I feeling good? Last year, like if you want to, if everybody wants to have fun on Friday, go to the range about two, two, three o'clock in the yeah. afternoon and stay there for about three hours and watch how many players will come and play. Oh yeah. I, last year I hit the range the night before. And I think I saw four or five players like in the like hour that I was there mm-hmm. and I was like leaving and like Joel Wood like was rolling in, like probably yeah. just found his clubs and was ready to like <laughs> went out and started swinging. And it's so funny. Like people don't really, I think everyone we have this year though is playing golf. I would say actively. I would say the ones that probably aren't playing the most is like Dave and maybe Heath. But he's been playing, he said, about once a week or trying to. Yep. Dave's probably the least active player. And I don't know. Like, I don't know how often Nick and Meg have been out there. I was thinking them too, yeah. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I think everybody's at least swung a club this year. Yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of them are like play many times around. Oh, yeah. Or many, uh, around, many times a week. Mm-hmm. Um. Like we have a crew of people that I, I would say consistently play two to three times a week, and we have a handful. Like I would say I'm in the one to two category, and there's a lot of people that are in that range. And then, um, but for the most part, we have a good a good squad. I think the benefit of it too is last year we had really good people, and which was fun. And I think this year, having twelve new people, there are twelve like fun people. Like they're yeah. good people. It's not. Robbie Knowles messaged me the other day, and he's like, "Hey, I'm on the red team, right?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Okay, cool." I have to match my hat to my shirt. I was just getting ready. <laughs> like, oh, two weeks out, you're getting your hat ready. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just cool. Oh, I so. think, I think, like, well, a lot of these people are like buying in. Like, Nick's pumped. Like, yeah. And I've been getting, like, Nick, t- next, Nick texted me today. Alec texted me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had, like, Mike Rao I've talked to here. Jeff Stitt not on a different team. Like, <laughs> Mike Rao, I saw, <laughs> I saw Mike at Sam's Club yesterday. <laughs> I went in, like, just my Sunday best, you know? basketball shorts and like my I thought you were hoodie. rolling in today and you like 
I was like, did you dress up? And like, I'm wearing real clothes. I'm I like, had okay. to work. I just, I know, but. normal clothes. But anywho, <laughs> like moseying on into Sam's Club in my Nike slides and Mike Rouse all chipper in his shirt. He's like, hey, how's it going? I just had a showing. And I'm like, it's great, Mike. It's too early to speak right now. But he's like, are you ready for Saturday? And I'm like, no, but I will be. It's fine. <laughs> so even hit, like just seeing him at Sam's Club, it was like talking about the tournament so it is nice to hear things you know kind of getting hyped and well it's the thing i think everybody at this point has gotten or is getting hyped to the point where they're like um like i think this is like getting ready to go like and like i'd love we've talked about this already and it just didn't happen for this year but we want to do the draft like right now the last couple years we've used zoom which even before then, I honestly didn't even know Zoom was a thing before COVID. So it's been really handy to be able to film it. Um, but I would love to make it an event where, like, we literally all get into a room and the guys, I wouldn't be able to give them their shirts because we don't have the sizes and everything. But, like, I want to give them something. Maybe we can get hats. We could okay. get hats for the draft. Yeah. Just, like, the same thing. Like, come across the stage and give them yeah, a hat. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that so way Jared can play his music. Yep, like Adam Scarf walking up, like so hyped and like shakes everybody's hands. First and round then draft pick. You turn around, get a picture, and then like you like wave to your mom. <laughs> I want all the moms need to be there too. Yeah. So like next year we'll do an in person draft, and then your would it be your five? Yeah, then all the moms come to your five. Your five. Um, <laughs> no, I, but I think I think it's because we've talked about doing that. We've talked about doing like um, doing like a, a like a. Friday night before doing like a little get together, like a little like mini banquet. We talked about doing something that night. We talked like, I think eventually this is going to get to the point where it's gonna be like a weekend event. Mm -hmm. And like, we could possibly play like Saturday and Sunday. We could possibly play a play in to get in. We've talked about possibly doing multiple tournaments to get in. where like we host say one tournament at each of the local courses throughout the year. And each location gets X amount of like, um, we might do one at uh, Bluff, and Bluff might say, hey, the top four people who tee it up qualify for the tournament. And then you do North Country, top like four, and then the Barracks, top four, and then Harmony, top four. And like you work your way around, and then or Adirondack, and you get your squad based on who's playing. So like you could make it on the first one, and then maybe three weeks later, the next one's now at Harmony, and... You're giving up three spots and like the top if you want to play there might be six people that tee it up but only three people make it and if you don't miss it then you play the following tournament so you can have actually like each tournament costs you like your entry like a you pay for your greens fees but then you you're might, literally in a g by the time you're playing the tournament well, you could it could be like hey each round you have to put up 50 bucks like as an entry fee mm -hmm. so if you really want to play like that's your or 20 bucks or whatever like you pay your greens fee and then you pay x amount of money to try to qualify for the event but mm -hmm. we've come up with different like We've thrown stuff up. We don't know what we're going to commit to, but yeah. there's different ways where I think in the future we could be talking, like you and I could be talking about hosting like an event in June or July for a qualifier for September. Mm -hmm. Like I think we, I think we easily could host a straight up like stroke play. Here's your handicap based on the or um, whatever. You're a 15 handicap. You're getting a stroke on the 15 hardest holes. Yeah. And then you just go out and play, play a normal round. Obviously put, you're playing with some people Give us your score, the top X amount of people based on your handicap qualify, and those become, you know, obviously the people that would play. We got to kind of figure out a way to do that too, because there's, 
you know, we've talked about it's, it's a free for all. Do you have to be invited to these? Like, do we just invite everybody that we would, you know, would want to be a participant? Because that's the thing too is we like the idea that the participants are um, one are golfers, but are two are people that actually like want to do it not for like just competition, but actually do want to give back. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of like philanthropic people in the group. There's people that definitely want to play golf, but everybody's yeah. in it, and they and it's fun when they look beyond the golf and like, okay, what are we actually raising the money for? And I think that that's something that we didn't do a great job of this year, but I think we're getting our way towards that. We're really trying to promote what we're raising money for more than we are now. We're also, so we're trying to improve it every year. And honestly, collectively, like obviously there's been some standout fundraisers in Nick Dodd and Robbie Knowles and Adam Scarf specifically. But we kind of saved our asses for our improvement goal by adding players. Like that alone is going to save us. Yeah, yeah. But I think we can we can do a lot better. And like people don't like to always ask people for money. Like I totally get that. Um, but we are we have a firm goal of just growing. Like our number one goal is growing the dollars raised every single year. Mm-hmm. Goal two is improving the tournament every single year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's fundraising first. So, and in the past, we've given it to United Way and earmarked it for um, children's charities. And then we gave JCEO. First year, it was one or the other. Last year, we split it down the middle. Mm-hmm. And then this year, we're flooding everything through the United Way because the United Way funds JCEO and all of these other charities. So, like... I want to make sure it's a valuable amount, but our hope is that we could split it through United Way to JCEO, to the YMCA, to the literacy volunteers, you know, something somewhat significant to each of them. If it doesn't work out to where it's not going to be super significant, we'll just keep it to two or maybe we do really well and we can use four. Um, but our goal is to, is to grow that dollar amount each year. So, and I, we definitely have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, even the, like the NHL is even starting to do like t-shirt, um, sponsor or Jersey sponsors and helmet sponsors. Like everybody, like there's so many opportunities to get logos and get support. So, and I think that's going to be our main, I'm curious to see after this year, last year was definitely a trial run. The first two years were trial runs. Well, year one was its own thing. Then yeah. last year we were like, all right, let's make this bigger. We did the rider for the first time, mini rider. We didn't have the full roster. Um, so I think this year's we're still growing it in, an, in a way, but I think we like we have our format figured out. Like there's return players. Like we're starting to kind of plateau a little bit with like figuring things out. Like there's not there's not not much recreating the wheel to be mm-hmm. doing now. So. Well, I look at like scorecards, not changing. Mulligans, I love. I love that mm-hmm. idea. Um, scoreboard, I mean, the sco- and honestly, the scoreboard you came up with this year, we're not adding players or events. So that's really rinse and repeat. You use that same one every well, year. It had to be resized many times. Yeah, but <laughs> I should say going forward, we shouldn't really make a lot of edits to that unless we take off, unless like, you know, names, obviously taking the names off. Taking out the, t- yeah. the if we get sponsors for the, you know, like, Craig Trombley, we get sponsors, that would be great. Like, if for some reason it's not affiliated with, 
you know, Coyer Staffing decides not to renew, then do we have another title sponsor? I mean, there's mm-hmm. different things like that, but I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of what we've, the trophy, I don't expect really to get a trophy. Now, should we add, are we going to add plaques and stuff to the trophy every year? I would like to, because mm-hmm. I think that adds, like, I think that's something I'll work on after the fact, mm-hmm. but like, we know we need shirts. Like, that's something we get every year, but we don't have to think about anything. It's like, we know we're getting shirts. We know the yeah. process of getting it. It's like, we know kind of where we need to look. Um, you know, there's small details, but overall the, the main hub of what we're trying to do is very much now becoming like a template that we can just plug and play and just obviously players and things are a little bit different, but every year we get better. Like we did, you know, I think this year we've already added a few things in regards to videos and drafts and photos and, and, you know, you know, we've done the pre videos and we've done, um, the hype videos and, uh, you know, bringing on co-captains this year was different. Bringing on, adding more players was different. Adding on, um, you know, kind of the way the fundraising is done is a little bit different. Um, I, I just, I think that the room for growth on this is going to be exponential. Mm-hmm. I think we're still in the early stages. I think that the people that are involved, um, we're going to be in the early stages until we bump this thing over 10 K raised. I think, yeah, I think, I think we're, this is what you're three. I think we have two more years yeah. before after year five we're gonna be like all right we got this yeah i think <laughs> i think yeah i think we need two more years to iron out some stuff and then i but then i think we're gonna have some really big things in the future look i've i would love to do i know it's hard because it takes time and obviously it's gonna take a little bit of investment i would love doing some type of day of like fundraising like almost like a telethon like it's the get matches going on but people can like watch either live streams or watch or f- almost like a live leaderboard that we update. Yeah. Or like each make, maybe we get to a certain point where each group, you know, goes out and say there's a, was there six groups or whatever that go out that each group goes out is assigned with like a scorekeeper and like they communicate back to whoever's running the score and they can do live scoring on each hole. So each hole it's like, okay, the Galen Galen group, like four five, six, you know, four like that. You put those in. And then we can get like real time and then we can almost do like some type of betting amongst that. Yeah. You know, if you do like FanDuel and all those things, like I'm wondering if we could, you know, obviously within legal or legality reasons, like, but you see. <laughs> We're doing betting on a charity call. Charity thing. But like the idea is that you're just raising money. So like people can make money, but the idea is the house keeps majority of it or like a percentage of each bet gets kept, like 10% of each bet gets kept. Mm-hmm. And then you start all of a sudden like. Could you have raised, you know, a couple grand off of that just because people are throwing money around for, you know, I just like there's different things that I would love to see it get to, you know, we haven't, we'd even get into like the gimmicky long drives and all that stuff. Cause you know, we're trying to figure out ways like the mulligans. Perfect. We're trying to figure out ways that we can grow the tournament without making it gimmicky where it's still a legitimate competition, but there's ideas that we could definitely fundraise and raise more money. Um, I think 10 K I think is gonna be my five-year goal. Yeah. It's 10K. Yeah. Like, I'd be really happy around seven this year. And I think next year, kind of getting to that eight, nine level. But I think, I think once we get to like year five, I'd be like, listen, it's like five figures or bust. Like, I think, and I think at that point, we're going to have a full fledged, like, I think even we'll probably be doing stuff earlier in the year, you know, like in the spring, going into summer before like the players get committed of like, hey, we at least know these players are in. Um, and we could probably get buy in from players as soon as like April or May of next year. Like early on, like, hey, we want you guys to play. Yeah. I'm going to be taking so many notes at the Arizona Bowl, watching it. What's that again? It's a football game, but Barstool Sports is running it this year, and I'm very, very excited for it. Is it an actual bowl game? Yeah. It's been a bowl game, but 
Arizona partnered with Barstool, so now like Big Cat is singing the national anthem like he does at Rough and Rowdy. Can he? Can he sing? No. Oh. Oh, so it's a joke. (laughs) Yeah. No. They were joking that they were gonna like drop him down from a helicopter to sing the national anthem. Um. That's the level I want this to get. (laughs) You know what's fun though is. This is what I get most excited about. Like one, I think that like you and I, and I think a lot of people in this group are very, well, I don't even say think, I know we're very pro North country. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people within this group that are very pro like charity, like want to give back and help people like in our local area. And I think knowing the level that we can get this tournament to is fun because I'm like, there's really no stopping. Like this tournament can yeah. get really big. And I think that at the end of the day, my goal for this tournament, obviously, is to raise a lot of money, but I want it to become the absolute best premier tournament in the area that everybody knows about, that everybody wants to play in, and that raises the most money at, than all the tournaments that we play in. Yeah. Like, people are just like, that's like, oh, yeah, the For the Kids tournament, that's legit. Like, if you get one of those spots, like, you're <laughs> like, you're lucky. And I don't know, what, we don't know, really know what the future entails. I just know that this thing is going to get big. I think, like, I could really see this becoming... What would happen if we like I say, I say franchise it, but like, what happens if you could almost like replicate it in more than one area? I think we should. Like all of a sudden, you become our rigs and you just travel around and drink, uh, drink, drink. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, I was gonna say barstool classic. Let's go. Yeah, like a barstool classic. Yeah. We just we just go around and do like host little ones like around the region and just say we're this is it. Like you can be rigs and I'll be live event Lisa. Um, but we're not getting a truly sponsorship. Actually, I'm not going to say that. If truly wants to sponsor us, we will drink truly for the day. We absolutely, well, I won't. They make me nauseous, but I think we could get like a local brewery to sponsor us. And to like provide. I don't know. I, there's a lot. Wade also asked me, he's like, he, I, think, I think he was with Brady. They were golfing and he was like, Yo, like, can we, like, booze at this? Or, like, what's the deal? And I'm like, I mean, you can. I mean, ask Nick Bracey. <laughs> but I was like, it's also pretty competitive. Like, I'm sure guys will have, like, a beer while they play because that's what that's what? also what makes golf fun. But at the same time, I'm like, wait, like, this isn't the fourth ward scramble, okay? You, like, <laughs> So last year I had a beer during lunch, which I think most people did. I don't think anybody drank the first two. No, but it's also... We tee off at eight, like whatever. I'm not judging. I've definitely had a yeah. beer at eight o'clock, but like, <laughs> I, but I think la- I think last year most people waited till about the, the lunchtime, and then I think most people, I would say about half the field had a drink during the probably last like nine. the last nine, yeah. Just I, it's, I'll probably do the same. I'll probably have a drink during lunch and probably grab one beer for like the nine. Well, even like when I'm playing in a scramble, it's like the first nine. I'm usually like, that's like coffee to water time. Yeah, and then the afternoon is water to beer time. Yeah, so it depends. Like we have a tournament Friday which is an 8 a.m. shotgun. Like, I already told the guys, I'm like, I'm drinking coffee. Like, no cigars, no booze. Like, it's early in the morning. I don't want to drink at 8 in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, let's just go out and try to play good golf where 90% of our scrambles start at noon or 1230. And my initial thought is like, okay, who's picking up booze? Like, we're, we're literally all having a drink before we tee off. Yeah. And, I mean, the mindset's different. I think in this tournament, people that you think would be drinking – or you think we'd be doing it? People get into it. Like, no, I'm not. I'm a competitive. Like, I, like, what'd you do the night before? Like, no, went to bed early. Like, it's it's so funny because a lot of these players played high school golf, also. Or I say a lot of them played high school golf. Majority of them played high school sports or yeah. college sports. So when you start looking at college or high school sports, like they were competitive, and like that competitiveness doesn't really go away. It might be subdued a little bit, but like, 
It's also like, I think everybody, the ones that haven't, like the newbies this year are going to like play their first nine and be like, okay, what, what the hell's going on? And then I think by the second round, like the nerves kind of settle a little bit and it's like, all right, this is cool. Especially for alternate shot. Well, oh, I think absolutely. The new players, I think, are going to be... A, like, some of them will be good because they play a lot of golf. Like, Nick Dodd plays a lot of golf. But I guarantee you, like, taking Nick Dodd, Nick will still be nervous that day. Like, yeah. I can't see any of these guys, like, showing up like, I'm going to be fine. Like, because mm-hmm. you... At the end of the day, like, it's... Maybe handicap. Nick Bracey. Nick won't care. <laughs> I don't think he'd be... Like, but most of these guys, like, when you know that you're playing and, and it's a coin flip, like, no matter who you're playing with, it's a coin flip. Like, they could be... Yeah. Your skill level, because the handicap is going to keep everything together. Um let me see. Like I just, I just think it's gonna. Everybody's gonna have a little bit of first tee nerves. I think, like I always do, but I also have fun with it. Like I play golf enough with these guys, and the guys that I'm playing with are buddies of mine. So it's not like I'm really gonna. Nobody's like throwing me off my game. I've played enough where, you know, we're all confident enough to play. Um, I think, I think it'll be fun. The other thing I'm pumped about the course this year. The fun thing about North Country, I grew up playing there. It's a little more wide open, a little more forgiving in spots, still offers challenge, but I think it's a good place for a tournament like this where I think if you get into like almost like an Adirondack, it gets too narrow. Some some holes like it really makes the bad like the higher handicap way higher. Where I think North Country will allow everybody to play about at their handicap. Um, with the possibility that some people can go low. Um, the other thing, did you check the weather for Saturday. It looks fucking beautiful. Looks really good. I think it's supposed to be like mid to high 70s and sunny. Yep. Which would be um, incredible if it is. So I don't, I never ran through the matches. Show okay, me that. Okay, go now. ahead. Okay. Yep. Also, um, I'm officially skipping the after party and going to Dave. So. Did you get tickets? Um, well, I found people to go with. So. Nice. I'm going. I'm jealous. Send me, send me pictures. You'll get a lot of videos. Be prepared. You've never... Ah, you, we have not been friends since I've... Like, I haven't been to SPAC since we've been friends, pretty much. Because I wanna, I wanna, typically I, what I, I happens wanna, is wanna, Megan gets super drunk, and I feel that everybody wants to watch the concert from my Snapchat story, which is never the case. And I post way too much. Ask Nick Dodd about it. Nick Dodd actually calls me out the most on my drunken Snapchat stories. Um... Florida Georgia line circa 2017 yep rough <laughs> rough I saw, I saw Florida, all caps <laughs> I, I saw Florida Georgia line open for Luke Bryant in like 2013 yeah open. same like, thing but like uh, no Nelly opened for them which was just a like weird the rapper Nelly us. yes so anywho all right for the kids, 2021 matches. Here we go. So match one for four ball. On Team Craig, we have Robbie Knowles and Russ Merrill. I don't have their handicap, so we're that, not doing That's that. fine. Yeah. Team Trombley is Alec Adnaha and Nick Dodd. So the four of them will play. So Robbie Knowles and Russ Merrill will be in a cart together. Alec Adnaha and Nick Dodd in a cart. I, they, they play against each other. I'm pumped for this match. Yeah. Because Alec is hyped. Nick is hyped. I've talked to him a lot. I talked to the other guys yesterday. And Rob and Russ are both like hockey wash-ups, so that's going to be great. <laughs> I think it's good. I'm pumped for that one. Match two is Dave Courier and Nick Bracey versus Scott Coda and Jason Bowens. That'll be a good... Um, that's a good mix. Who, who's the other one? Scott Coda and... 
balance Corey or Bracey. So two new guys and two, I actually Nick and Nick and Dave are getting a ton of strokes at match. Oh yeah, I bet. So that one's going to be a lot of Coda because Coda and Bowens are about the same. They're like fifteen to twenty somewhere in that range. Next up, we have Wade Whedon and David Carpenter versus Casey McLean and Adam Robert, which we've talked a zillion times about All so new far guys. in this podcast. All new, right? Yep. Um, match four, uh, Forrest Edwards and Megan Strong. I love that duo. I don't think I could pair a better duo in my brain. Did they play last year together? Meg, Meg played with I don't know, look. Nick. Nick put, Nick, Meg definitely played with Nick, and she played with Adam. Cause she, I remember she played with Adam Scarf. Because she, she ripped on Burn or Jared. It was, Jared yeah, beat it her, was, but me- mentally Megan scarred him for life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meg's all about that mental game. <laughs> Meg. Have you had her on a podcast? No, I should. What are you waiting Meg, for? Meg played with uh, Joel last year in the second match. I should get Meg. Meg would be fun. Meg would be so much she, fun. She's a hoot, yeah. She's a hoot. <laughs> She's a hoot. With Nick, the- take him or leave him, but we love Meg. <laughs> Nick, Nick's been on. Nick was Nick. Nick's great. We love Nick, but <laughs> Meg got picked uh, significantly Meg higher in the draft than Nick, Nick did. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. And we, I think everybody told Nick that too. Yep. So Forrest Edwards, Meg Strong versus Heath Andre and Bryce Hansen. I like that. I Wait, like that again. whole crew. Bryce Hansen, Heath Andre. Yep. Yep. Versus Forrest and Meg. Okay, so that's two rookies on my side. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a fun match. I like that one. I like that. Yep. Um, match five is Jeff Stitt and Adam Scarf versus Mike Rao and Brady Channel. I also like that group. Yeah, I do too. That's a good matchup. Um, and then match six is all the captains and co-captains. It's Craig and Lee versus Trombley and Burns. I'm pumped for that one. I am too. Yep. And that's the last match going out. That's yep. Good. All right. Then on the back nine, we've got foursome. Um, this is alternate shot. Um. So match seven, which is the first match of the second round, um, Team Craig, we have Wade Whedon and Robbie Knowles versus Nick Dodd and Adam Robert. I like that group too. So I, I got to process. So Wade is playing with Rob. No, yes, Rob. Wade's playing against Adam Robert. One, two. And Nick Dodd, but he's playing with Rob. Twice. Wade is against... Dodd in this match and he plays against him in singles but what this match is Wade Wade and Rob yep versus Nick and Adam okay so this is the all square nobody's getting a stroke in that match that is straight up because the handicaps are the same oh Nick Dodd and Knowles wash that the whole thing's a wash because the way you do alternate shot is you add up the two totals so you take two teammates you add them together and then you take the difference of the two so in this case, they both add up. Even though they're all different ah. handicaps, they both add up to twenty five. So the net, they're both. So what? Nick's like, let's say, one better than Rob, and Wade's one better than Adam. Yeah, ideally, yep. Okay. So it ends up being um, they're both twenty five handicaps, which means there's zero neg- zero difference. So they actually play straight up. All right, that'll be fun. So match eight, I also love this match. I just love everything Meg's in. Meg Strong and Adam Scarf, who played together oh, last year, yeah, was, epic, yeah, against Bryce Hansen and Jared Burns. Oh. Meg is going to destroy <laughs> Jared mentally in that one. That's a great... I didn't... Actually, I forgot about that one. That is a really good one. I also think Bryce may not know what to do. Does he know Meg? He I might don't be... Think he knows, Bryce is low... he doesn't listen to Bryce this Bryce low-key has some good trash talking. Like, Bryce can be, like, low-key, will, like, hit you with some... See, I think... Almost, I, 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 maybe I just haven't, like seen that side of Bryce I just feel like he's just so nice and polite he's so nice but Bryce will be the one to be like you like swing a shot be like he 
you're like, hey man, like swinging pretty good for tight pants. Like you'd like say something <laughs> weird to you where you'd be like, it's not that bad, but now you're thinking about yeah. your pants or something. Like you're like, do you always like do you always swing that hard? Like what do you mean? It just looks like an aggressive cut. Like you're good, man. It was good. You hit the fairway, but just aggr- like he, he like plays those mind games. Shit, like, now I'm even more excited. Yeah, that, that would be a good one. I think the worst trash talker in that group is probably me, Jerry Burns. Really? I think I think Adam's gonna start chirping too. I think I think that I'm that gonna match, tell Adam he's gotta step it up. That now. match is gonna be a chirp fest for sure. <laughs> All right, match nine. That, Russ- actually, I should say that's the match you want to mic up. Okay. Do we have those capabilities? I'm just going to flag that one for Hannah to go follow. That might be a good one to follow. Okay. That'd be good. Um, match nine is Russ Merrill and David Carpenter versus Casey McLean and Jason Bowens. All new guys. Yep. Uh, match 10 is Matt Craig and Nick Bracey. That'll that, be a show. That'll be a shit show, yeah. Versus Brady Channel and Heath Andre. Actually, I li- I really like that matchup. So it's, wait, it's, it's, I feel like Heath's going to get Matt, so angry. It's Matt, Nick, Heath, and Brady. Yeah. That's a great, I love that. That's a great matchup. I feel like that's, he, that's Heath a, is going to want to, like, he's going to just... The thing with Heath, though, <laughs> for not playing a lot of golf, when we played in the tournament with him, Heath was very, like, wanted to learn. Like, he was asking questions, like, okay, I hit oh, this. Oh, no, I don't doubt that. So I'm I think just that saying Heath, versus Matt Craig and Nick Bracey, that he's, <laughs> he's going to be, like, trying really hard. <laughs> that's actually going to be a pretty close match. Because they're all, like, not great golfers. Brady's the best one in that group by yeah, far. Yeah, no question. Amazing. Uh, match 11, Ryan Lee and Jeff Stitt versus you and Alec Adnaha. I'm that'll pumped. Be, I'm, that'll be a good match, That's too. probably my one I'm looking forward to the most. And then match 12, Courier and Edwards versus Rao and Coda. Courier and Edwards, Rao and Coda. That's an odd grouping, but I think would be... Very odd group. Odd, a lot of different but handicaps. handicap-wise. And a lot of different personalities. fun. Yes. All right, so then we're on to singles. Um, so Adam Scarf is playing Scott Coda. That's a great matchup. Yep. That's a really good matchup. Meg Strong is playing Casey McLean. I'm curious. I'm really curious. I'm curious to see how that one goes. But she's riding with Scarf. Her and Scarf did I played against They them played last year. very well together. Me and Jared played against the two of Well, we played singles against the and two. And I think Adam. Adam's a great. I played with Adam in a, the last scramble I played in. And. I found him to be like very helpful, like as coach, a kind of coach. Thing. Yes, I agree. and I think he's going to do really well with Meg. So Casey McLean better play lights out because I think Meg, especially it being, I mean, she might die out because it's the twenty-seven, but I think by then she's going to get her shit I, in line. I don't think anybody's going to fall apart on twenty-seven because most of the ones that played last year, everybody knows what to expect, and yeah. the new people kind of knew that it was twenty-seven. And you get fed. So like yeah, I think we're gonna have a little more time on this one this year. Yeah, won't be as rushed. All right, Wade Whedon and Nick Dodd, love it. Um, oh, singles. Yep. Yep. Russ Mar- Russ Merrill and Alec Odenha. I like that one too. Yep. I I like they're they're riding together, right? That's four cart. Uh, Wade and Merrill will be riding together. Dodd and Alec. That's a good group. I like that. Um, Matt Craig versus Adam Robert. That should be a good matchup. Adam's giving Matt a ton. Uh, not much, actually. Twelve. So it ended up being six. That would be. I'm actually curious to see how that plays. I, yeah. I've never played with Adam before, so I'm not sure. Um. Forrest versus Jason. Edwards balance. That will be a good match. It will. They're very similar in handicap. That yeah. actually, I think is. Is that a straight up match? Jason, I think was he an eighteen or fifteen? I think he's an. Hold on. 
Forrest was an 18. I want to say Jason might have been a 15 or an 18. Jason is a 15. Forrest is an 18. 18. Okay, so Jason's giving him a couple strokes. Interesting. I feel like Forrest is a better golfer than that. Does he get nervous? No, no, I was going to say, (laughs) Forrest could play anywhere. Forrest, I think, is an 18, but I think Forrest has the capability to shoot. Mm-hmm. Like a few strokes better than that for sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. Nick Bracey versus Heath Andre again. That's Her, that's be a straight up matchup. No, he uh, Nick is actually giving, giving Heath, Heath a couple strokes. Yeah. Yes. Um, David Carpenter versus Jared Burns. What's David? I think Handicap? he's an eighteen. He okay, so Jared's giving a couple. That's gonna be a pretty close match then. That's almost par. Robbie Knowles and Brady Channel. I love that match. I was supposed to play Robbie, and I, we had to do a few editing, but I like the matchup now. I'd rather that. I really enjoy that one. Yep. Um, Corey or Hanson, love that. Uh, Bryce is giving Coyer all the strokes. I know, and I love every that. stroke. Um, Ryan Lee, Trump Lee, pumped. Stit Rao, pumped. That's my. And that's my last group cart. And yeah, that's the last. And that's cart. the last. Matches. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. So basically, every single player will be done. Except for the Lee, Stitt, Trombley, Rao carts on singles. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. If it comes down, so my, I'm hoping, if it comes down to the last like group, which would be us, which is the last two matches, that's going to be hype. Because everybody, I'm hoping we can somehow get onto the back nine for the singles. Scorecards are done. I have scorecards for both front and back for the singles. It's just a matter of how busy the, that day is. But if it's a nice day, it makes me worry I'll be probably packed. Yeah. But if we can somehow finagle our way to get off the back nine... We'll see. You may have to be ahead of that. Is try to get on that back nine for the singles because right. eighteen is a way better finishing hole. Can we get walkie talkies? Sure. Meg, come in, Meg. We also have phones. Whatever, walkie talkies are more fun. Right. All right, breaker, breaker one nine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we we could. I get like a I get like a beeper on my thing, and all of a sudden be like. Like no, middle, that'll that'll stress you out. Maybe, like all of a sudden, like it's on my, maybe I'll get some for the media girls. There you go. Each media cart will have a walkie-talkie. I think I think we do need something to radio around to let people because one of the things like when you guys drive around, like you're constantly looking, and I think there's a benefit to you going around like telling people like this is where everybody's at, like as of like ten minutes ago. You know what I mean? Like if you drove around. And you like came and saw my group. Yo, yo, group one, this is what they're doing. Group two is where we're at, and like. I almost think it'd be cool if you like rode around with like, I can give you one of these, like a notebook and literally were like, you had the matches listed and kind of just were like making notes and she drove around, just kept updating it for like a, a semi real time scoring. Cause there is a benefit. I, f- I find if you were to talk to me and say, Hey, you're the last group, but the first five groups, like three, like my team's up in, you know, three of the first five matches and two of them were down and like my group's tied. And, like we might know, it kind of gives everybody like, okay, we kind of know where we're at or shoot. Like we really got to focus because we're down a little bit. Yeah. Because I think we did that last year. You were pretty good about that. You would go around and kind of give us updates like, hey, I know, you know, Nick and Matt are up on so-and-so by a couple holes. And What I also try and do is have one person per match that I'm like texting. Yeah. To be like, all right, Forrest, where are you guys at? Yeah. Well, I think logistically too, just to make sure... Is there any matches, actually, go through, is there any matches on there where you're nervous about, I didn't even think about this, I should have thought about this when we made the matches. Um, not that it really matters, because everybody should be putting down their like their gross handicap, so we can always change it, but does every match on there have somebody that knows what they're doing with golf? 
Is there anyone where like, ooh, that might be a match we got to make sure someone like is kind of coaching them through it? I think people will get the gist because I'm going to do a, br- a briefing before. But like I know last year a couple people were like, they would well, just start putting down their net. So many newbies. Yes, yeah, so but we have it's a mixture. But like a couple groups but are this new. This year, the only new, like new to golf, would be Heath. Yeah, so like I'm looking at like say a newbie of like Wade, Rob, Adam, and Casey, like a group like that. Like Casey plays a lot of golf. Rob plays a lot of golf. But Wade plays is, enough to know. Yeah, and I'm sure Adam knows what he's doing. Typically, if you have a group of newbies, it's going to be like Wade, Nick Dodd. Nick knows what he's doing. Or like Brady. Like bet- between the three of them alone, you're pretty much going to have. And Rob. Yeah. And Rob. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to know what they're doing. So like that, because last year we had a couple groups that were trying to put in the score with the net. And I'm like, I don't watch your net. I want your gross. Like just put down what you scored and we'll do all the calculations after. Yeah. Like you guys can understand it. Like when you're playing, like, no, like, okay, you're one up, but don't put, if you made a par, don't put a net birdie if it shows yellow. Like put mm-hmm. four and then we'll know to negate that down to a net three. Um, I don't mind if people mark it up and put like plus one, even. Or even if they do it like lower on the score. Yeah. And they just card, make some like, like little notes. In some of the, yeah. Because most of the notes, we, you have places that you can put stuff because you really, you're only really putting, besides the first match, you're putting one score down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once we have that, it's very clean. It's easy to run. Like typically you go through and even if we get done the matches and you're like, I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll explain it to you. You'll, you'll know what you're doing, but like you can always just like wait and just like put all the matches in at the end of six. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's kind of cool. It's like they come in, it's like live scoring. Like, okay, they're up, they're up, they're up. Um, they tied or whatever. Um, last year at the end of the first, it was two, two. And then at the end of the foursome, it was two, two or four, four. So literally every single Four ball foursome was all split, and the singles was almost all split. It's fun to eat lunch and like look yeah. at the scores before singles, and then be like, "All right, I gotta show up right now." You have that like anticipation level where everybody's just because you get you get about forty five minutes to an hour where everybody's kind of like mingling, and you know how you're playing, you know how other people are playing, you know mm-hmm. who you're playing against next, and you kind of get that like, especially if it's close. Like, okay, I love how last year we literally ate Zook subs in the barracks parking lot, standing up. <laughs> It was a, there's a lot of footage. Talk about improvement year over year. We're actually going to sit this year and North Country is going to make us hamburgers and hot dogs. (laughs) Yeah, it it was a, here, you can grab that right. Yeah, spin that right there. It like doesn't. They're cheap. I got to get, actually, so I talked to Ryan Lee yesterday, two days ago, about redoing the conference room table. Wow. Blast from the past, 2018. 19. 19. But yes. yes. Uh, pre-pandemic so we want to start the conference room table again but my goal and you both have very young children that's not gonna happen i think it will if you have that conference room table before pen is in second grade i will be impressed all right so before second grade yeah eight years yeah i think you said before he turns two i'm like oh next year um (laughs) so what i want to do though is this table i want to make a I've talked to you about this, making a podcast table out of wood, not fancy, not like what I'm doing over there, like just like a generic, maybe pine. Like I don't, so I could put like holes in the desk for cords and like really make it where I can drill this in the stand and I can get all the, I can get all the mics and they just drill in. It's just a podcast table. And then I can kind of organize this and like not have this clipped on the table and like, you know, put the chairs and get nice chairs. So are not sitting in like uncomfortable things because these chairs suck. Right? Yeah, they do kind of suck. Yeah. 
but like getting like nice like maybe rolling chairs and then set up one here one there one where you are one right there and we actually have like a formal good like four person i think ditch the table and just have some like bougie ass like boss chairs in here i don't like that i like the table whatever i've seen like i like the table like maybe i'll start my own podcast and we can have fancy chairs and bring drink bourbon and i got bourbon scotch have you ever drank bourbon i like bourbon i don't like scotch do you want some wood for reserve no um you see we um gluten-free folk you can't have that? really shouldn't frequent the dark liquors um I save them for special occasions, though. If I'm gonna kill my insides, you know, I may as well like. So have a good time. Wednesday, me, Matt, Ryan, and Jared are doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. You can stop in if you want, but we're probably gonna crack that open and try it. Good. So we have clear liquor up there for you if you'd like it. Jared Burns is drinking. Jared's. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say I will absolutely be here to see White Claw Jared drinking. So we were playing the golf tournament the other day, Mike. What do you for booze and jerseys? Like, I just don't really drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> like you said it multiple times. Like I get it. I get it. White claws. White claws. It he is. He cares about his figure. It's fine. That's we we drink white claws at golf purely because of Jared. But um, yeah. So that that's happening. Yeah, and then Jared drinks all my drinks that I leave at Kavanaugh. True. I'm gonna drink all his. So- <laughs> Actually, I still have like five Coronas in there. We've been nursing for like six months. I can't drink those anymore. It was a sad day. But, um, yeah, so tournament-wise is good. But for the talk with Ryan about the podcast table, is trying to make this, like, this is, I think, three and a half feet. So trying to make this, I think, All six right, nobody feet. nobody cares about your table. Golf tournament. I know. We were talking about the golf tournament. I'm just doing, like, a little aside because. <laughs> no. But it, that's that's the thing. So we want to get back together to make a make a cool Listeners, table. blink twice if you care about Galen's podcast table. No? Okay. They're listening to the podcast. They probably care. There's some people I know that would care about the podcast table. You see it. So, that, like. Blink once if you care, twice if you don't. Meg just blinked 80 times, which means she doesn't <laughs> care times 40,000. So, um, okay. So, the tournament, I believe, is going to be good. I'm pumped. I think um, I think the reason I'm excited for it, too, is because, again, we talked about the people behind. Can we get white gloves for whoever picks up the trophy to, like, like the deliver Cup, it? Like, polish it? <laughs> Imagine. Who, who could be that? Who from it, like. Like Tyler from ADKYP. Look at Tyler, like, to hold the trophy. I don't... I have to follow up with the board and see if anybody's coming. I think Tyler would be nervous to hold the trophy. I mean, Tyler, hold this. I don't want to drop the trophy. I'm like, Tyler, you're just moving it from the car to here. You're fine. Um, but no, I think if we... Uh, yeah, we can do some white gloves on that. Eventually, I want to rent tuxes and make people, like, carry the trophy in. Like a bougie, like... Yeah. Like when they Roll do Roll the- out a red velvet carpet. And everybody's like touching it as you walk out, like the team. No, you can't touch it. That's bad luck. You can if you win it. Yeah, but you can't before. They do it at the Super Bowl. Have you ever seen the Super Bowl? They walk up with the trophy. The guy like walks up with the trophy and all the players are like grabbing the trophy. The Stanley Cup, nobody touches it until the captain raises it. Yeah. Like that's so, like the Stanley Cup's another level of superstition. They don't touch anything. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that'd be cool. Our, our trophy does not look anything like the Stanley Cup. It looks a little more like the FedEx Cup, but it's still the idea you can drink out of it. Yeah. So... It would be cool in the future, though, if we popped off the bottom and just someone built, like, an actual, like, mini Stanley Cup. We could play with that. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Like, it's a pewter, like, looking, like, little three-foot-tall three foot trophy. 
Yeah. Because then you can actually engrave, like, I don't know if you engrave it. No, we don't have anybody around. Like, you have to go to, like, a professional jeweler that, like, engraves, like, rings and shit to do that. I bet you we could, though, if we went and asked some of the jewelry places. Yeah, if you want to pay. We don't have the money for that yet. We're going to need... I mean, I don't think it'd be that. Maybe much. Dave wants to pay for it. I don't think it'd be that. Bad <laughs> we might need a second title sponsor just for the engraving. Like someone that buys a trophy just agrees to pay for the engraving every year. I think it would be cool if we can fit it. Like I'd rather see a little plaque with like all the players' last names on it, rather than Craig Trombley. And that's speaking to somebody who isn't a Craig or a Trombley, but like... Wait, say that again? Craig for... Rather than like 2021 Team Trombley Burns. Mm-hmm. Because like last year it was just Team Craig. This year it might be Team Craig Lee. Mm-hmm. Next year it might be Team Hickok Morbin. The year following it might be Schluter Systems. You know what I mean? Like I don't want it to be so random. I'd rather have the players' last names on it because like... Who is it? Jeff Stitt. Jeff Stitt's the only one who changed teams this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, Stitt was on the losing team last year. He might be on the winning team this You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather see a little plaque with, like, Craig, Lee, Edwards. You know what I mean? I think you'd put everybody's name on it if we did it. Yes. It. it we have to look at the trophy because the problem with that trophy, we could do that. You're probably getting maybe eight years out of it. The way they have it. Now, the other option is, do we keep buying... Well, yeah, and then we just get a new piece of granite. And you keep just adding then the granite on the Then that fucker weighs like 200 pounds by the time we're done with this it. This is fairly heavy. I think it it's like heavy. 20 pounds, as is. But that's what I mean. Like, I like... I, 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 what, you're, what you're saying, I agree. I like that. I like the idea that you can highlight... Like, year one, you would say Trombley over Team Craig. Like, eventually, if we get, like, team sponsors, fine. Like, put Kavanaugh at the top and, like... Oh, title-ish, but then put all the players' last names underneath it. Because every time you win the Stanley Cup, it's the names. Yeah. It was, it's the team and the names. But yeah. that's the same thing with golf. It's like always the name. Yeah. Rather um, than like Team Craig, the, the only thing Team is, Trombley. I think the Ryder Cup just says Team USA or Team Europe. Yeah, but that's different. Everybody I, like It's a professional tournament. Like Everybody knows who was on I almost it. wish we had the trophy where it just said the team who won it. And then we have a separate... like plaque somewhere that we created or separate like file that we just had like a team photo with because we never got a team photo last year which i want to get a team photo this year so the winners like the winning team i'd like to get a full squad team photo i think at the beginning of the tournament everybody like each team gets a picture behind the trophy so Mm -hmm. that at the end we don't need to try and scramble everybody why don't we do that yeah yeah do that we can no. always do one at the end, like if everybody's around, we have them for fun. But, but last we need... year, like certain people had to leave. Certain people are like, ah, my wife has dinner or like, ah, yeah. I got to go do this thing or like, I'm just drunk. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll, we'll do, we'll do a, a group photo with everybody. We almost need to do it with the trophy and then red on one side, blue on the other. And then we'll do one photo with just blue, one photo with just red, and then we'll just play. So let's do that prior during the photo op. We'll have multiple. Day I, of needs. But I would like to, I would like to uh, you know what we'll do? We'll do trophy in the middle. We'll lean the scoreboard up in front of it. So the trophy's on the table with like some kind of like uh, tablecloth or whatever. And then we'll have the, tr- the scoreboard in the middle. We'll have both teams on either side of it and that'll be the photo. So we'll do like standing and then we'll do like crouching or something or kneeling. And that will be, and then so you have... Like six standing, six kneeling, six standing, six kneeling on both sides in the trophy with the scoreboard in the middle. And that will be like our our 
main one prior, and then from there we'll break it down into, you know, obviously we'll just flip flop like three and three, or just six standing on both sides with each team. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely do that. And then, okay, noted. And we have, um, and we got enough. Like I said, people there for like the, I would call it the media side. That will yes, and we'll we'll have to talk about that this week about who's doing what, but um, like who's doing social media, who's doing just encore stuff, who's doing like. I still want to have like a post recap video, which maybe I'll still stick Hannah on that. I'm going to need to be handling everybody's money in the beginning of the day. And then um, mulligans throughout and then general like, hey, where's everybody at? I want Ellie to handle social for ADKYP, which she mm-hmm. already has all the passwords for. I want Hannah to be doing interviews and I want Barrett to be holding the camera for Hannah's interviews. Okay, so what I'll do... So we're, and what I'd probably say is also we'll, I wonder if Anna's busy, because Brady's oh, playing. Oh yeah, ask Anna. Oh Anna, would be fun to be there. Yeah, she might be down. Anna would just be fun to like go do some of the, ma- the minor things. I think Anna could film some stuff. Yeah, I just asked her. Oh nice. Um, no, I think it'd be good. And then I think. Um, well, and also if I have like, a crew, for media. I'm gonna I'm gonna make us all T-shirts. Sure, on your cricket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just put just straight up like black shirts with media on the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think I think everything media on the back with our little FTK logo in the on the front. Yeah, I Left think it's chest. great. Boom. Do black shirts. Yes, of course. Except for Hannah, yeah. I want Hannah. Maybe Hannah wears it, but then like brings a blazer to do her interviews. Yeah, she's got blazers. I want her to have like. I don't know who interviews golf people, but like I want Hannah to be Aaron Andrews for the day. Uh, it is um, Amanda, Amanda Balionis. Balionis? Okay, sure. That's the girl's name. She usually wears like a golf polo. She looks like she's going golfing. Well, I want Hannah to wear a blazer. So Yeah, she can wear a media one. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be dope. We'll, we'll, yeah, I think that's good. And like, I want her like... to pretend to have an earpiece. And like throughout, I would be like... Oh, coming in. Uh, I just heard that match seven just had an eagle. Like, what do you? <laughs> like, First off, I got to explain an eagle to Hannah. Hannah be like, uh, they hit a go- they I'll hit just be ball. like, just say they have an eagle. And she'd be like, um. They killed an eagle? <laughs> there's a bald eagle on the course. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Hannah's going to be a golf pro by the end of this. Hannah will be fine because she's been doing it for three. This will be her third year doing it. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, she's always been on on course. All, all my camera ready to go with all the batteries. I just got to charge that up. But we'll be ready to rock and roll. We can also do um, a post for Wade. Started from the bottom. He was Wade was an announcer in a sling year one, wearing the wearing um, a baseball hat. N- yes, he had first Red year? Sox. Yes, Wade was there. Him and Deboos were the announcers. No. Do you remember what he wore during the interviews? He had a baseball hat and a winter like oh. Russian hat oh. over it. I remember the winter hat. That's what I was getting at. He had an Elo Bean anorak and a sling on his arm because he had just had shoulder surgery. <laughs> and he got Matt Craig's name wrong. <laughs> what do you call him? And Matt Clark. Matt Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, is now, it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Is it on Ty- your page? Type in, type in, uh, yeah, I think it is. Type in, um, what do we, did we call it for the kids year one? We I'm must have. And it's up. like early on. It's probably like less than five minutes into the video when they're on the course. And I actually like, I All put right, the graphic like on of a Matt zillion Clark. Just kids golf videos. 
I'm just going to look up here. Yeah, if you go under mine under For the Kids. Videos. What a classic. Wow, I didn't realize you posted the like audio clips of your podcast. Yeah, all on there. Um, when was oh this is the first one man you have to go really far back that's what i was gonna say there's like videos of you and jordan here it is you know what they say try for show pop for dough i'm gonna be beating galen he's only got three clubs also the hype video is one of my favorite parts of of which one this year no no just like coming up with oh just making video yeah do you why don't you play that why don't you play the hype video of this year? He, Hold yeah. on. I, need, I just want to get Wade first. I'm trying to figure out when that we was. For the, for the kids annual golf classic. Uh, an epic grudge match, let's say. And, uh, <laughs> He's drinking a coffee. Hold on. Oh, yeah, you got to keep going. So, Craig DeBoost and, and, like, Craig, absolute beautiful. Like, I love it. Like, an Australian accent, like, had oh, yeah. it nailed down. And then... Wade was like, hey, man, we need someone just to, like, fill in. And Wade's like, yeah, I'll do it. We are here at the Barracks Golf Course in Plattsburgh, New York, for the fight of the century. We have Galen Trombley versus Matt Clark. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest oh yeah there it is poor Wade do you know that's Craig available have you ever seen the thumbnail for that video it's you with a beanie in your golf suit with a coffee yeah in my caddy suit or caddy suit what was my commentary that day did you even, I don't even, did you yeah, have a? that whole thing is me commentating. Which one? Oh, in the morning? Mm-hmm. I think. Hannah asked me what I thought about the day's festivities. I know you said something about like, are we playing golf or are we, you said there was some like line you used early on. Like, yeah, some, I was talking shit about you and your media or something. Yeah. So if you want to come interview me and Matt, me. It's Hannah. <laughs> Wow, you to throwback. How crazy does that sound? Even more. Even more? <laughs> Here we go. You sound young. I don't work Kavanaugh. I'm just always here. Um, you got a hat. Uh, I wish the best to Matt Craig. I do. Because I love him. But uh, I think Galen's got it in the bag. Good choice. <laughs> With his three clubs. With three clubs. Yeah, we... Uh, and I remember playing horrific that day, and I absolutely smoked Matt. <laughs> There's a, a scene of Matt practicing, <laughs> practicing his putts, and it just like... Putting off the green? Yeah. Um, uh, wow, can we put it back in October? I miss it in October. 
mean, I know we haven't like had it yet in September, but still. Uh, well, I am not going to be mad at a 77-degree day with sun. Like, last year was great. Oh, my dad even came. Yeah, your dad, your dad walked through the first like three holes with us. Yeah. Talked a little bit smacks. Actually gave me a couple compliments that I was good at golf. He gave you a hundred like, bucks too. And he donated. Donated early. Robin's been a three-year sponsor of this event. Yeah. Um, we should give him a little award. Like the, uh, yeah, we'll give him a three-year, like a, like a turkey. Like when you bowling, like three strikes in a row, you get the turkey. No. I was thinking like some Tito's. That's what. Maybe we can let him have a drink from the cup. Robin should, that would be a perfect team next year. Mobile One Lube Express. Yeah, I can get behind that. I'll run that by him. We got, we got, we got to figure out a sponsorship for that. But yeah, the first turn. I remember the first year we played early in the morning. It was cold. Last year wasn't as cold. Last year was actually a pretty warm day. The Why f- do you put music? <laughs> Wait, music where? You have like stupid trumpet, like filler music. What? Yeah, when we were walking, it was like do 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 do. It was probably There's my transition some music. Commentary from my dad here. Papa Weeds. What? I don't... What do you think at this point? I honestly don't know who's doing better. Because he's hit less balls. And I'm assuming this is more like bowling than anything. Opposite of bowling, but Hannah's right. Less shots is better. To this point. Well, I think they're both got great skill and great opportunities to come away with the championship. But I believe that all in all, uh, I'd have to say that it's going to be a pretty fair match. Yeah. Most diplomatic <laughs> answer. I love how Robin actually made it sound like we were legitimate that year. He was like, this is actually going to be a really good match. And just- my, I, I want to get, you know what, commentary next year, Craig DeBoos and my dad. Get your dad to do it this year. I'll ask. But honestly, Papa Weed's it's a, a long little day. offended that he's not a young professional and can't play in our There's no, nothing saying you'll be a young professional. I told him that, but he won't listen to me. Um, we could next year open it up so then we'll call it the old guy squad. They I can, think we should have an old guy squad and a new guy squad. Kind of like the Masters North or like the Legacy Division or yeah. whatever. Legends. Yeah. We just end up having like them play like their own little mini like 9v9 or 6v6 match. Yep. 8v8. We'll get, yeah. we'll get 16 just like older gentlemen, older players. 50 plus. 50 and then plus. if you graduate... 50 plus out of like ours, store, 50. you get put in the senior league. 50, a 50 plus league would be dope. That's going to end up just being a, a massive all day thing. Mm-hmm. We could do a 50 plus eventually. I told you before, you said you didn't like but it. But it wouldn't be, <clears throat> it wouldn't be like, no offense. The main one is always the main one. They can qualify for the main one. There's nothing saying like they can't play in the main one. If it's just them not wanting to play in the main one, then we'll just have a 50 plus. I think we just have some old 50-plus personalities of the North Country play in the tournament. I think if, I think of nothing else, Robin could easily do commentary. No, no question, but he's going to get... He'll be bored. Ro- yeah, Robin has to play. If It would be great, though, if we could set up a live stream. Of a little desk. In the- in the bar and yeah. like they could just chill have drinks and sit around the table oh my god you let my dad commentate while he's drinking but i'm saying dear like, god i'm saying if you get like <laughs> if you get like a small table with the tv and they actually can see the shots kind of what like sometimes pro golf do mm-hmm. they can actually watch who's playing and be like and they can know the scores and know who's up and can commentate from a sit like sit down 
I really want to live stream this one day and see what people would do. Because I guarantee you people would watch it if they saw the tournament and it got big enough. They're like, these guys are a bunch of Do you know how many hacks. cameras we would need to have for that? This is the year one of the media department, Meg. I, I don't think this is... I don't think it's crazy. It's not going to happen next year, but I'm saying like this could happen. I mean, has Bees even like done anything like that? Not yet. Why not? Like a hockey game's easy. It's all right in front of you. But a golf match... You got 18 holes, well, nine holes to cover in but this. But you only have six. I mean, what I'm saying at the end of the day, you have six matches. So you would have six matches, so you could ideally have six cameras. That's all you need. Maybe maybe 12, and then you could have one from like far and one from close. So That's what I mean. It's golf. You have to have the tee shot. You have to catch the ball flying through the air. You have to catch it hitting the green perfectly. Then you have to get one of the crowd. And then you cut back to the And then you got to find the cute player. kid or, or hot girl in the stands and get like that picture. Yeah, everybody's girlfriends. I think uh, I think we could. Why not? This is goes in the bucket list of like things we want to pull off. I think well, I think we will get to a point where we can like semi live stream it, which would be dope. Not Someday. not like not soon, but like I think in the long term, if we really work towards it, we could make this like a long a live streamed event, which would be dope. I'd be excited. I'm get, I'm getting I'm I'm now getting excited because we're five days out. Five days out. All right, post this in like two minutes, and then I'm gonna share it in the group chat, and everybody has to listen to it. Okay, you wanna wrap it up then? What time is it? Six thirty. Yeah. Wrap it up because I gotta pee. Me too. Okay. Hey, right. wanna wanna sign us off? Give everybody the deets. Um. Like about the episode or about the tournament? Okay. Um, like, what are we talking about for What minutes. number episode is this? Uh, one fifty-eight. Episode number one fifty-eight, the Galen Trombley Show with Megan Whedon, your return co-host, kind of, um, talking about the For the Kids Charity Golf Classic, third annual, taking place on September eighteenth of twenty twenty-one. We have a Ryder Cup. We have fundraising going on. If you'd like to donate to support the United Way and various children's charities in the North Country at ADKYP or Adirondack Young Professionals on Venmo, write a check, drop some cash off to me, shoot myself, Galen, Matt Craig, Ryan Lee, Jared Trombley, Nick Dodd, Jared Trombley, Jared Trombley, Jared Jared Burns, Burns, um, literally anybody that's playing in the tournament who's been posted on the page, shoot them a message if you want to support. I'm not going to pick a team. I was going to say go somebody, but I'm not going to. I knew what she was going to say. She's going to say go Trombley Burns, but that's okay. We won't say it. And uh, shout out Courier Staffing for being our dedicated title sponsor. Have you texted him about the backdrop? I will after. So, okay. Some of my to-dos. Do it now. Some of my weekly to-dos. Anything else, boss? Signing off. This is boss, Megan Whedon. <laughs> and bitch, Galen Trombley. <laughs> All right. This is episode 58. Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.